the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org. Friend, if you're going to tell anybody anything, tell them about Jesus and what He's done. You have a testimony. He has redeemed you. You belong to Him. You'll always belong to Him. He's not about to lose you. He paid too big a price for you. He cares so greatly and so deeply for you. On today's Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris is going to take us to John chapter 20, where we read about the appearance of Mary Magdalene on the morning following the death of Christ as she approaches the empty tomb and the miraculous events that follow. Be refreshed by this story that demonstrates the power of God's holy love. The Lord Jesus cares so deeply for his people, his children. Why shouldn't he? He went after us with his blood. And he found us, claims us, takes us into his confidence, ushers us into the family of God. What a Savior. What a Savior and what he has done for us. I was thinking of this lady, Mary Magdalene, a notorious sinner that came to the Lord Jesus and God cleansed her heart, saved her soul, delivered her from her demons, made her a new creation in the Lord. And I have experienced that, and I'm sure you have, in the beginning when we received the Lord, but every so often I feel that new creation like I'm being born again all over again. And it's heavenly and it's wonderful and I'm grateful for it. And I know you are too. I thank God. Mary Magdalene was the first woman who heard the voice of Jesus. The first person who heard the voice of Jesus. Women, you ought to be the spiritual ones. For you heard Jesus first. She was the first evangelist, the first missionary. It wasn't Peter, James, and John, and Paul. It was Mary Magdalene. (laughs) What a high and holy place the Lord placed her. Mary and the women got up early Sunday morning, first day of the week, go to the tomb to embalm the body of Jesus. Now, they were not going to embalm it like we embalm today, that That's not a good word, but that's the way they did the embalming back then. They took spices. And by the way, some of the very spices they took to the grave, to the tomb, to embalm him, the three wise men in the beginning of Jesus' life brought some of those very same prices. So his life began with with the sweetness, and his life ended with the sweetness. You see, everything about Jesus is holy and beautiful and sweet, and precious once we get us get him in sight once he sees us 
that contact is made, things change. Things change. And they may not change out there, or we would like them to, but they change in here. And that sweetness comes within. But those ladies couldn't do the embalming on, uh, on the Sabbath. That was Moses' law. And they were good adherents. And so they had to wait until the Sabbath was over. And so sometime between 3 in the morning and 6 in the morning, I would imagine closer to 6, because the sun came up when they were at the tomb, um, went to the tomb with these spices. And how they would do this, it was external. The, uh, the corpse would be wrapped like bandages around and around the body. And they would lift up those bandages and pour in. And lift this one up, pour it in, lift this one up, pour it in. To bring about a sweetness uh, to the corpse. Well, that's what they were planning on doing, but they were wondering who's going to move the stone away. And when they got there, the stone was already moved away. You see, we, we're always anticipating things, and some most of the times it's something that we don't like, and uh, we're afraid it's going to come, and we're going to experience it. But somebody said that about ninety, between ninety. And 100% of the times, the things we think are going to happen that we're worrying about never happen. I don't know how they came up with that, but uh, I, I think maybe they're, they're right about it. So we're anticipating stones, but let's anticipate resurrection and the moving of those stones. Now, last Sunday was Easter, but as Minister Hooper said, every day should be Easter for the child of God. And it's, it's Easter again today. And we're going to receive that wonderful life blessing from him. Well, when they got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. Now, those stones were like, the, the, uh, like a wheel. And they were on a track. And they would roll it. And it was a, a track. And it would roll. And when it would get to the, the opening of the tomb, it would drop down into a like a little ditch that was made for it. It was next to impossible to get that stone out of there. It would take a, a lot of men, maybe animals, to hook onto it and, and to pull it up. Those women certainly couldn't pull it up. But that didn't stop them. <laughs> that didn't stop them. They were going, friend, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep moving forward. He has a blessing out there. He's going to surprise you. He really will. This is the way of the Lord. Well, when they saw the stone was moved away, Mary, knowing where the disciples were staying, ran as quickly as she could to tell them the good news. Well, it wasn't good news yet, uh, but it would soon become good news. To tell them that the, the stone was away, they looked into the tomb, no body in the tomb. <clears throat> you know, I, I wonder when Peter finally got there and he went in the tomb. I wonder what Sherlock Holmes would have done when he went in and began to examine the, the cloths and, uh, and try to find out what has happened here. Well, Mary told them, uh, the disciples, and Peter and John ran to the tomb, obviously. Uh, P Peter was the older of the two and he couldn't keep up with John. And John got there and he looked in and Friend, I want you to look in that tomb today 
because I want you to look at Jesus later on in just a moment. But when Peter got there, he went right on in and he began to do some examining to find out, if at all possible, what may have happened. And then the, those two disciples did something strange. Well, maybe not so strange. They, they just didn't understand. That's what, what it says. Now, all through the New Testament, Jesus talked about his death. But listen to this. He never mentioned his death or his crucifixion, but in that same paragraph, most of the times in the very next sentence, he mentioned he was going to rise from the dead. And all they got was that he was going to die, he was going to be crucified. But the rest of the sentence they didn't get because it says they didn't understand. Sometimes we have to hear something over and over and over and over and we still don't understand. But God's going to enlighten our understanding as we continue to focus on him and serve him, live for him. Well, Peter and John left the tomb and it says they it went to their homes. Now, this is the, the interesting thing. Jesus was there. They didn't see him. They passed him going to the tomb. They passed him going home. They were not looking for a live Jesus. They were looking for a corpse. And they didn't find either. Friend, you usually get what you're looking for. <laughs> they passed him without seeing him. Mary stayed behind and wept. The disciples left not understanding. Now Mary stayed behind Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. It's just like I sang a moment ago. We, we sang it through once. I come to the garden alone. Then I got up and I said, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Friend, it, it's not over until Jesus shows himself. And we're in a special garden today. And when you're home and kneeling by your bed or wherever you're sitting in your easy chair praying, that's your garden. You're in the garden. And Jesus is there to bless and to minister to you. Now, Mary was weeping. You see, the reason she was making, weeping, she was there when Jesus died on the cross. She saw him die. She heard him call out, it is finished. And to her, it was all over. She saw him taken down from the cross, put in the tomb, the stone rolled away. Everything was just dead, dead, dead. If you're looking for death, it's there. But we're looking for life, aren't we? We're looking for life. And she wept, and she cried. But you know, God had a surprise for her. We will return to today's message following an invitation for you to attend the Largo Community Church in person this coming Sunday morning. We have returned to a live service in the church sanctuary starting at 9 o'clock. And God's blessing as never before through music, fellowship, prayer, and the preaching of God's Word by Pastor Jack Morris. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. 
welcomes you this Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Now, let's return for the conclusion of the message for today. Well, while she was weeping, she decided to look into the tomb again. And this time, look at the surprise now beginning to happen. It was a great surprise seeing two angels, one sitting where Jesus' head had been and where his feet had been. This glowing Shekinah whiteness and glory was all about them. And uh, that was a surprise. But the big surprise was yet to come. It's just getting better and better. Friend, I, I hope your joy and happiness is greater today than it was even last week or the month or the year. Hey, let's grow in the Lord and let that joy just possess our very being. And she was just so broken and crying. And the angel says, woman, why are you crying? Now, they listen, they weren't being sarcastic. It was sympathy. It was like somebody walking over to somebody that is weeping, putting your hand over their shoulder and say, friend, what's wrong? Can I help in some way? Why are you crying? That's what they were doing. Everything about God is comfort. Even the Holy Spirit is referred to as the comforter. So in our trial and difficulty, he comes to comfort us. And he'll send angels if need be. And he has so many times. And sometimes we didn't even know it was an angel that was doing that. And those angels, one at the head where Jesus' head was resting, and one at the feet where Jesus rested, it looked as resting it looked as though they were resting. It looked like they had completed their work. They came down. They rolled the stone away before daylight. They shook the oath, the earth. And there were 60, 60 Roman guards, Roman soldiers, highly adept in warfare. And those angels, when those guards saw them, they passed out. They fainted with terror. And there were 60, it looked like, dead soldiers all over the place. They had done their work. Those angels had done their work. There's, you may not see that angel today, but that angel is here. You have your guardian angel, and he has a message for you. And I believe you're hearing it even now. Woman, why are you weeping? And Mary answered, because they've taken away they. Who they? We don't know, but I suspect that it, she was thinking it had to be the military. Because who's going to move that stone that had been rolled and settled down in that little ditch? That vein that had been carved out. Only the rich. Joseph of Arimathea was a very wealthy man. Only the rich had tombs that uh, were put together and carved out of a rock like his tomb. He gave his tomb to Jesus. So now watch holy love begin to take over. Watch the power of holy love. And friends, let me tell you, you have that power to look upon the Lord with love that is holy. You have that same power. It's there. You have to focus it on the Lord Jesus. And now, not a conversation with angels, but a conversation with the Lord himself. And while Mary was talking to the angels, 
and telling the angels, answering their question, why are you crying? They no doubt prompted her by pointing. Look behind you. For some reason, while talking to the angels, she turned around and looked behind her. It had to be the angels that prompted her to look. I'm prompting you today. The word of God is prompting you today. The Holy Spirit is prompting you today to look to Jesus for the healing of your mind, your body, your soul, your relationships, your finances. The angels are all pointing to Jesus, even as this message is pointing to him. And when she turned around and she saw him, now the last time she saw him, they had torn out his beard, the scripture says, blood all over his face from the crown of thorns. He looked horrible, ugly, old, And now here he is, healed, resurrected, youthfulness, beauty all over him. She didn't recognize him. But stay there, Mary. Stay there. Don't rush it. He's going to do something absolutely phenomenal for you. Stay with it. Stay with it. Friend, don't allow stones of Grief or sorrow, stones of tears to come between you and your relationship with the Lord. Don't allow that to happen. Just keep looking, keep searching. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. This is the message of our Lord. And he is he's wanting to discover himself to you today. He knows where you are. He knew where Mary was. The other two disciples they just took off wondering not understanding but Jesus is going to enlighten Mary's understanding and ours but stones are coming the enemy will roll something in front of you that will so captivate your attention and your time take the physical emotional energy out of you sometimes we call it stress Uh, whatever it is This life on this earth is not on your side. But there is another life that is greater than anything the earth has ever known. It's resurrection and life. And that's what indwells the believer. Indwells your heart. Don't allow these things to happen. Don't look for just going to church on Sunday. Look coming into a garden and meeting Jesus in that garden. Well, then here it comes, the biggest surprise of all. Jesus said, Mary. She didn't recognize his beautiful, resurrected, new body experience. Friend, you're going to have a body just like that someday. God's going to make you, well, I was going to say young again. But you're already young, aren't you? You have youth in your heart from Jesus, the Savior. And now he speaks her name and she recognizes his voice. I want you to know that possibly you'll have the same voice after you're resurrected or after you're in heaven, the same voice that you have now. The same kind of body that he had, we're going to have. That body could be touched and felt. The body could eat. The body could have relationships. 
Look at how Jesus acted after his resurrection. And when you have resurrection and life in you now, and some of these days you're going to rise into newness of life, and you will have a body exactly like Jesus. You will remember your friends, the Largo Community Church. You'll talk about it. It'll be great. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. He said, Mary, letting us know that he is aware of each of us. He knows our name. Now, not just our name, Mary, Jack, Jim, Susan, whatever your name is. Not, not that name only. He does know that name only. But when the scripture speaks about a name, it speaks about the totality of that person, meaning their desires, their wishes, their likes, their dislikes, their hurts, their pains, their ambitions, the totality. And he knew Mary through and through. He knows you through and through. There's not a thing about you or me that he doesn't know. When he calls your name, that means he knows your life. What went into it, what went out from it, what's coming into it. Your name is you. He called her name Mary. And she cried out, Rabboni, which means teacher. And with that capital T, it means master teacher. You're the master. You can master every situation. You even master death, hell, and the grave. You're the master. She saw what she needed to see. She saw him that she was looking for. What an experience and what a surprise. Oh, friend, again, let God surprise you today and, and in your home or your car, wherever you are that you're praying because Jesus is there hearing that prayer and he has something beautiful, more beautiful than you could even imagine or think. A surprise like no surprise you've ever seen before. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Hey, did you hear that? Fear not. Oh, Lord, let those words sink into my soul and to everybody that is hearing this message. You're casting out fear. You cast out death, hell, and the grave. You cast it away. You conquered it forever and ever. Never to fight it again. God, get, get this fear out of my mind. Whatever I'm, I'm afraid of or worrying about or anticipating that's maybe going to happen to me or my family or, or whatever. But listen, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have bought you. You belong to me. The blood came out of my veins. It was the currency of heaven that was coming out of my veins. I bought you with a price. The price of Jesus then it goes on to say in Isaiah 43, verse 1, I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Meaning, not your name, your, just your name, but the totality. I have summoned you. I have called you. I have brought you in to my being, into my heart. And then the last thing Jesus said to Mary was, go tell my disciples. Go tell my followers. They're, they're mine but they just are having a hard time believing. Friend, if you're going to tell anybody anything, tell them about Jesus and what he's done. You have a testimony. He has redeemed you. You belong to him. You'll always belong to him. 
He's not about to lose you. He paid too big a price for you. He cares so greatly and so deeply for you. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord in this prayer meeting, in this Bible study. I have seen the Lord. I haven't come here to see people necessarily. Yes, I love my brothers and sisters, and I'll be glad when I can shake hands and hug them. But I've come here to see the one who brought me into this relationship called the church that gave my name to the book of life in heaven. I have seen the Lord. What a surprise. Jesus knows your name, your circumstances, your hurts, and can speak healing that will lift you into a new life of resurrection power. I invite you to join Mary at the empty tomb and proclaim, I have seen the Lord. As we conclude today's program, I want to invite you to pray for the ministry of the healing word and ask God on our behalf to bless these messages as they minister to hearts all over our nation's capital area and the world. And if the Lord lays it on your heart, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and financially supporting this ministry? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.